As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Just four months after being hired, Jesse Marsh is no longer manager of RB Leipzig. A 2-1 loss over the weekend to Union Berlin happened while Marsh was in quarantine following a positive COVID-19 test, but it was still the final straw. Also, The Athletic can confirm reports that another American coach with Red Bull ties, Chris Armas, is set to join Manchester United's coaching staff under interim manager Ralf Ragnick. It's a lot to digest, and German football expert Rafa Honigstein is here to help make sense of these two stories. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Monday, December 6th. Rafa Honigstein joins us on the show today. Rafa, Jesse Marsh and RB Leipzig no longer together. Uh, This ends Marsh's fairly lengthy association with uh, the Red Bull family of clubs. Uh, Can you take us back in time here? Where was RB Leipzig when Marsh was hired earlier this year? What were their goals for this upcoming season? And why was Marsh the hire to, uh, to get them there? So Leipzig needed a new coach back in April when it was confirmed that Julian Nagelsmann would go to coach Bayern at the beginning of the new season. By then, we also knew that Diopa Meccano and Ibrahima Konate, uh, two of their most important centre-backs, were leaving as well. And I think it was clear from the outset that it would be a bit of a rebuilding job a rebuilding job because of more players potentially leaving and Master Sabitzer, the captain indeed, ended up leaving to Bayern. But also, after Julian Nagelsmann's tenure, I think there was even then a appreciation that it's not going to be easy to just continue what Nagelsmann had done simply because he is such an outstanding talent. Uh, whoever would come in would have to develop their own ideas, do something a little bit different, and in fact, I wrote a piece for The Athletic um, back in April saying that just Jesse Mas is going to have a hard time um, for, for a lot of these reasons. And there, even then, there were one or two people in the club that felt maybe he doesn't quite have the football acumen to take this club forward. Great, great person, great motivator. But maybe the drop-off from Nagelsmann in terms of the football tactics and the input 
that Nagelsmann was able to sure. provide uh, would be too big. And I think that was one of the reasons why it didn't work out for him. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. It obviously didn't go all that well for him. Leipzig suffered uh, a, a bunch of actually kind of surprising results, results that you wouldn't have seen last season or the season before. Uh, what specifically, as you've watched Leipzig go through the season, has been the issue um, in in your view? Well, Jesse's big idea was to take Leipzig back to the roots. And their roots were hyper-aggressive, pressing game, very vertical, very direct, very quick, not a lot of possession. And the problem was, I think that, well, the problem was twofold. First of all, I think Leipzig no longer had the players to do that. They had added a lot of more technical players. Um, some of the most important players are players who want to have the ball, want to be a bit more intricate, um, want to be quite technical. And that's where the direction of travel has been under Nagelsmann, who added these elements to the Leipzig school. And under Jesse, it was like just bang, 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 180 miles an hour, um, a bit like the Canadian hockey team, just, you know, put it forward and then go for it and somehow we'll score a goal. And it, a, a, bit, a bit like his his Red Bull New York sides and, and MLS, we should also say, yeah. You, you'd know better than me. But it, <laughs> it wasn't a great fit. And that's a point that Oliver Minzlaff, the CEO, actually made in public and on German television on Sunday morning. And I think they could have foreseen that. And secondly, I think that Apart from the players not being able to do it, there was also a lack of buy-in from the players. I think a lot of players felt a little bit uneasy about going that. I think they had learned to enjoy and appreciate the slightly more varied, not slightly, actually a lot more varied and a lot more cultured and sophisticated approach under Nagelsmann. And they were being sort of bacon, being taken back to the basics in a sense. And there was resistance, I think. And Jesse Marsh was not able to overcome that resistance and get full buy-in from the players and ultimately not from the club either. Right. Um, they had a bunch of tough results, particularly over the last month. Uh, you're looking at, you know, 1-1 draw with Frankfurt, uh, lost to Hoffenheim. Why was this past weekend and specifically the 2-1 loss to Union Berlin sort of the final straw for him and for his relationship with the club? It's not easy to answer because, of course, he wasn't really responsible for these uh, matches. He was still in quarantine. Sure. Um, first coach to be fired in quarantine, I think. But yeah. um, I think it has less to do with what happened in recent results and more with the club no longer believing that things would get better. And they still have some important games outstanding before the winter break. They want to qualify for the Europa League. They have this game against Manchester City on Tuesday, which they need to win. They have some important games in, in the league uh, to make up ground to the top four places. Missing out on the Champions League would be absolutely catastrophic for this, for this team and the club. And I think the belief had gone that he would be able to turn things around. So in Germany, I think rightly or wrongly, there's a tendency to make very quick decisions once you no longer believe in the in a coach as the long-term solution. You think there is no point hanging around for another three months. Uh, make the decision now. Use the time to bring somebody in that you do believe in. 
and that's why Leipzig have pulled the plug. Um, we should also mention that a lot of these things would have been problems for other coaches as well. Uh, the things we mentioned in the beginning, right. the fact that Nagelsmann is gone, the fact that important players have left, the fact that uh, there were a lot of additions to the club, to the squad, and um, perhaps some of them have not really hit the ground running. So I think he's a victim victim of circumstance to a certain extent, but as is often the case, or almost always the case, um, the coach is the one who has to carry the can afterwards. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That's right. Um, you mentioned that he was in quarantine. Jesse Marsh uh, tested positive for COVID-19 just before, I believe, their Champions League game against Club Bruges on, uh, on November 23rd. So that comes with a mandatory quarantine period, which he was still in for the last two games. Uh, 3-1 loss to Bayer Leverkusen and, of course, the 2-1 loss to RB Leipzig. Uh, Rafa, how was Jesse Marsh viewed in, in Germany or maybe even Europe as large, depending on you know how, how far you can, you can take it? Are there going to be further job possibilities for him there, even if it's as an assistant? I know he was an assistant at, at uh, Leipzig before moving on to Salzburg and, and becoming head coach there. I think it's a bit too early to tell because at Salzburg he was effective and he was successful and I think he would have had lots of offers before the the Leipzig job became available. I think Wolfsburg spoke to him as well. And I don't think it can be excluded as a possibility that more offers would come in. But of course, to fail at a club that has so much potential and has so much firepower in the squad doesn't reflect too well on, on you as a coach. Having said that, German football tends to be pretty forgiving. I think uh, one of the coaches that might come in as a successor is Domenico Tedesco, who had a great season with Schalke and then a terrible season with Schalke. And now is again back in the contention for a lot of good clubs because um, clubs ultimately are convinced that he is a decent manager. I think with Jesse, I guess, having been wedded to such an extreme and, or shall we say, more, very clearly defined playing style, it'll be perhaps slightly easier to suggest to future employers that he can be a little bit different and because his USP was almost, I'm going to go back to the roots. I'm going to go be super extreme. And outside the RB football group, not many clubs want to play that way. Even, right. even RB don't want to play like that anymore. So <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be straightforward, but by all accounts, he's a lovely man and has a great, human touch and that thing that takes you takes you quite far now he needs to I think add a bit more footballing substance and a bit more variety to his game and then we'll see what happens 
And what's next for RB Leipzig? You mentioned, obviously, not qualifying the Champions Le- for the Champions League if they were to miss out on that spot would be catastrophic for the club. Is that the club's primary goal at this point? Are their goals still sort of the same as they were in the, in the beginning of the season? What's, what's next for them? Well, initially, their goal was to really challenge Bayern and Dortmund and see if they can actually make a push and, and be in contention for the title. That's not something that they discuss publicly, but that is ultimately the aim to be able to win uh, the championship in Germany. Now, right now, with things having gone pretty badly, top four is is the minimum requirement. They want to, of course, progress. I think they want to suggest that this is a squad that's much better than it has performed so far. And and for that, you just need a coach that gets more out of it. So the season is not a complete write-off yet, but because the start has been so poor, the poorest in their history in the Bundesliga, which is a short history, admittedly. The aims and the goals have have to had have down downshifted uh, by necessity. Yeah. Well, staying within the Red Bull family for one last little bit, uh, just before we started recording here on Monday morning, uh, the Athletic was able to confirm that uh, Ralph Ragnick will hire Chris Armas to be part of his coaching staff at Manchester United. Armas was previously head coach at Toronto FC and before that at Red Bull New York uh, as both head coach and an assistant under Jesse Marsh. So there's a little bit of connection here between these stories. Um, He's also famous in the States for his long playing career with the U.S. national team, the Chicago Fire, LA Galaxy. Rafa, what do you know about why uh, Ralph Ragnick went with Chris Armas uh, to join his coaching staff at Man United? It's quite it's, it's not a move we see often here in the States for somebody to have struggles in MLS and still somehow make it to Man United with his next uh, coaching move? Well, I can't really speak to the specifics because I simply don't know. I can just give you some more general thoughts on this. I think uh, Rangnick sure. wanted somebody who understands his type of football, uh, who's able to convey that to players, to change the training, because right now the training is still being done by the same people who were there since Ole Gunnar um, came in and I think he needed that or he wanted a different input from somebody who 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 he trusts in his work before. As for you know your surprise or perhaps the you know the idea that it's maybe strange if you fail in the MLS and then you end up at Man United. I think there's a real big difference between being a head coach and uh, an assistant. Um, and we see all the time that certain coaches are excellent number twos. But the number one job is just beyond them because it comes with responsibilities that they're just not quite able to do because of their personality or the pressure is too much. And I think Rangnick, who's you know has a pretty good eye for coaches and assistant coaches, will probably know um, why things haven't worked out for for Chris as a head coach, and he would probably, well, I'm surely, surely he would would have deducted that uh, doing the role that he needs to be done uh, in six months' time at United is is a very different one. That, and Chris is qualified for that. I think we just have to take Ralph's view on that. Um, mm-hmm. Should be exciting. Yeah, it will be. Uh, lots of... Lots of interesting things happening in, in the American coaching ranks uh, abroad, which has not always been the case over the years. Rafa Honigstein, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome.
Elsewhere in soccer today, Arsenal takes on Everton in the Premier League. Arsenal is looking to continue a slow and uneven climb up the table, but Everton, on the other hand, hasn't won in eight games. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.